today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's talk about vaccine passport because uh, I know a lot of you get get uh, excited because you know it riles me up. I want to start this by saying I'm fully vaccinated and I encourage each and every one of you to get fully vaccinated. I believe all of you should be vaccinated. Uh, and, of course, we've heard lots of uh, wedge issues trying to come forth in regard to politics in the federal election. Uh, let's be honest here. Uh, pretty much everybody. Mandatory vaccination. However, uh, doctor certificates, uh, doctor documentation uh, will get you an exemption. Uh, obviously, human rights issues. You have to undergo an education uh, session. And you also have to be uh, tested uh, vigorously to get into. So it's mandatory, but it isn't. And that's the way it is with everything, whether it's kids' vaccines in school. Uh, it is mandatory, but our uh, Constitution says there are always exemptions. To me, the passport has been a scapegoat for all of this. People thinking that a document has more power, more superpowers, than what you already have. So are we talking about... Uh, an actual way to prove that we've been vaccinated more efficiently, or are we talking about the false pretense that people will think they can't move without this special superpower card, therefore that might trick them into getting a vaccination? To me, I don't know. I think honesty and solid education is the best answer here, as opposed to try to fool people that one card will have more power than the other. So for me, this only argument is security, and portability in other words it's more convenient and it's more secure but other than that we're doing the same thing and today the prime minister said he's going to put money towards all the provinces to come up with these passports to which my question is why doesn't he just develop his own federally because we're going to need that for international travel as part of our passport or health card anyway and then that would elude all of the confusion amongst provinces that we're now saying exists amongst regions. Let's bring in Carmi Levy, tech analyst. He is with us now. Carmi, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Oh, great to be here. Yes, I am double vaccinated as well, Scott. And, uh, you know, having those conversations as I slowly start to get back into the world, you know, booked a haircut and, you know, felt that, that I, I, I had to let them know that, yes, I am double vaccinated. I will follow yeah. all your protocols. And that's just it's just the price that we pay for trying to return to some semblance of normal. It's, you know, you wouldn't leave your house without your ID and all your other things to, you know, get through the day. This is just another piece of that. It's another thing to add to your wallet. Uh, uh, on my phone, I have the DR code that I received from my place of vaccination. I've had to use that to get in to see my mother in long-term care. I've had to see you show that to get into the doctor's office. Is mm-hmm. that not enough, or do we need... Uh, another card. The card will not have any more superpower, but will it be more convenient? Will it be more secure? Is that what we should be focusing on? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the what we got when we were vaccinated came from our local regional health unit. And so depending on which where you happen to live, which health unit you deal with, they were all using different standards and, you know, different kinds of documentation. Some had codes on them. Most did not. And so, you know, as as effective as it is at proving that you've been vaccinated, I, for example, used mine from my health unit to prove to my employer that I was vaccinated. They asked us for proof. I uploaded it. No big deal. I got an extra day off in the process. And yeah. um, and so and so, you know, it was designed for a certain purpose, but it wasn't designed for standardized access or validation across the board. And so. That's where these new vaccination passports come in is they're almost like an umbrella over what we've seen before. They follow a consistent standard, not just in your region, but across the province. Uh, 
And to your point, yeah, it'd be lovely if the federal government created one for the entire country. But we saw this with the COVID alert app last year. They're always a few steps behind. One province steps forward. Last year it was Alberta. Uh, then the federal government decides to get wise. So I'm I'm putting money down that by the end of the year, Ottawa is going to say, hey, we should have a federal passport as well. And they'll integrate whatever Quebec has done. And so you know, basically what it does is it standardizes, makes consistent, ensures that everyone is using the same systems, uh, that no matter where you travel within the uh, within the province, uh, it will allow you access to those so-called non-essential resources that uh, that uh, that are covered by this. It's designed for a somewhat larger purpose, and as a result, it needs some better, more secure, more encrypted technology to do that. Okay, that I'm sold on, Carmi. You know, like if you're looking for something that is more secure and and is obviously more convenient, if that's what people want, that's great. But again, mm-hmm. I, th- I think what a lot of people are confusing is that, and a lot are saying, well, if we make this card, if we bring these passports out, that more people will get vaccinated, as if that card is any different from what we all have already had, uh, already have, other than, of course, the security and the convenience. And I think that's false. Uh, that's a false pretense. Uh, at the end of the day, both these cards, or both the vaccine passport and what you have, have the same level of power. They prove that you have had a vaccine. Now, one more secure, more convenient, great, let's go with that. But if we're going to do that, it would only make sense to me for this to be on the federal level, uh, which could be used across the country as opposed to uh, with each individual province. And then you also solve the issue with travel and passport in that regard. Absolutely. You know, the, you know, here we once again have provinces leading the federal government, and that's not the way it should be. It should be exactly the opposite way around. We would expect Ottawa to set the tone for the rest of the country and then for provincial and uh, regional and municipal governments to follow. Um, but that's not the case here. And so do provinces sit and wait for Ottawa to get off of its throne? No, they they move ahead. And so I have to I have to laud Quebec for deciding that this is what they wanted to do, that they didn't want to wait. And they did something very intelligent. They, they didn't build their own technology. They leveraged technology that's already being used elsewhere. It's called the Smart Health Card. And it's being used by New York State, Louisiana, California, other jurisdictions, both in the U.S. as well as globally. And basically what it is, is it's a standardized technology. It uses one of those QR codes fully encrypted. It stores the data on the phone. It doesn't share it with anyone. The government isn't looking over your shoulder. Um, it is, you know, you know, every security expert I've spoken to says this is as secure as it can possibly get. It does follow all sorts of best practice. And so if and, and when, and hopefully when, that day comes that we do see a national app, a national vaccination passport app, uh, it will likely use the same technology. And so basically what we're, what we're watching happen is Quebec is setting the tone. The rest of the country will follow and hopefully Ottawa will get, get with the mess, get with the program. And so that's a good thing is that Quebec didn't just create something that's proprietary. They said, we're going to use international standards, recognized standards. That way, if anyone wants to come along for the ride, they just use the same technology. And then eventually we stitch them together into a national quilt. I think that makes I agree. a lot of sense. I agree with that 100% because you're incorporating and you're building a system and expanding and improving a system that you already have, uh, whether it's a health card, whether it's a passport, or, or, or what have you, as opposed to creating a separate scenario, a separate situation, which, you know, uh, you know, I have a hard time believing this will be much more 
uh, uh, much more uh, valuable than, as you mentioned, the COVID-19 app. I think we need something that goes east to west across the country that's a part of the healthcare system that links into everything else, not just a card like uh, the old age majority card that says you're, you're vaccinated. Exactly. Or, you know, when you, you know, when I was a kid, I, I went to a hospital in Montreal and they gave me a card just for that hospital that I yeah. had to keep on me for, you know, till the day that I left Quebec and moved out as that. an adult because I couldn't get health services in that institution if I didn't have that one little silly card. And so, yeah, I think, you know, if, if smarter heads are prevailing both uh, at Queen's Park as well as in Ottawa, they'll be looking at the Quebec experience and going, hmm, how does this technology inform how we need to be more intelligent about deploying health care services in general in future? In other words, what is it about the Quebec uh, vaccine passport that we can apply in the broader national health care context? Can we use it to streamline the delivery of services so that we don't have different administrative services competing with each other, consuming yeah. resources, introducing delays. That would be the smart way to go. If we don't look at this just as a, well, let's just get through the pandemic and then, you know, we'll, we'll exhale. Maybe what we're developing for the pandemic can be leveraged afterward as well. And we can be smarter and, uh, and, and as a result, be more efficient and maybe save some money in the process too. That would be a coup. I think we're looking extremely short term here because we just want a solution now. We just want this over now. What can we learn, Carmi, from the COVID-19 app that obviously didn't get much of an uptick? They didn't message around it very well. The app itself was designed fairly well to not overstep when it came to privacy. It didn't access your location. It didn't access anything else on your phone. It only used Bluetooth in a very limited fashion. So it was built to a very particular purpose, fully encrypted. Um, it didn't overstep its boundaries and it delivered what it was, what it was intended to deliver. The problem was, when misconceptions about privacy and overreach started to circulate on social media, the government did nothing to message around it. They had a huge uh, marketing campaign when the app launched, and then they went silent. It's been radio silent since this app launched. And as a result, compared to most major countries that had exposure notification apps, Canada was dead last in most indexes. So we, we, you know, we need to make sure that it becomes part of the regular conversation. You don't just launch it and leave it. It has to be maintained over time. And that wasn't the experience here. I would expect that that lesson will, will be applied to vaccine passports and any other systems the government decides to introduce throughout this, the rest of the pandemic and beyond. We have to do a better job. You can't just build it and they will come. You have to consistently make it part of your marketing and your messaging. Uh, Carmi, I was talking to Dr. Isaac Bogosh earlier on in the show, who we've all seen on TV, and, you know, mm-hmm. giving us all the information from the University of Toronto and such. And he was telling me anecdotally, he uh, obviously uploaded the COVID-19 uh, app way back when, when he was supposed to, he, you know, playing by all the rules. And he said, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I spend my whole day in a COVID-19 ward with surrounded by people and family who have COVID-19, and it never went off. Because chances are most of the people who are infected never even bothered downloading the app to their phones either. And it's, you know, when less Bingo. than 20, when less than 20% of Canadians are in fact using this app, chances are you very rarely that you're going to actually encounter someone and the Bluetooth is going to trip off on your phone. I found the same thing. I'd be, I'd be walking through a healthcare institution expecting my phone to be pinging me left, right and center and I got nothing. Same thing. Interesting. Carmi Levy with us, tech analyst, uh, talking about vaccine passports. Carmi, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. Have a great weekend. Really appreciate being here, Scott. Thank you. 
The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.